My talkers, it is Tuesday, just a couple days away from Turkey Day. We're hanging out with Lori and... Which I am in heaven. I get to hang out with you guys before a holiday that we mass eat. This mm-hmm. is a good week. Crazy. It is. Good week. It is, Joy. You got to the airport early and off she went to Montana. So a lot of people flying today and tomorrow. That's the message. Yeah, so get to the airport early. Enjoy Sweet. our beautiful That's airport. Great. We have a lot of restaurants that you have to normally pay to park at that you can just walk right up to. So, yeah, so big, big travel day today and tomorrow. A week from today is our very first Santa stop. Julia and I always kick it off at the Chanhassen Dinner Theater downstairs in the Stevie Ray Comedy Room. And Mm. uh, so a week from today, we'll be there. So if you're out and about... Shopping this weekend, maybe get a couple things for the Ronald McDonald uh, house from, you know, uh, toddlers to teenagers. And like, it's, unwrapped. It's wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's wild. So you get to show up, you can drop off a present, and then they just get a bunch of snacks. They're yeah. for, it's wild. Like hanging out at the Chan in and the middle of the like, day. $5 cocktails. I or, know. You know, $3 glasses of wine. And their and wines are like buckets. Yeah. So I yeah, yeah. uh, highly recommend going to the Chan and watching you guys on Tuesday. Yeah, I'll, go. I'll I, be there. I uh, I was like, oh my gosh, that's coming up so fast. I know. But it's always the like Tuesday or Wednesday after Thanksgiving. What are you doing for Thanksgiving? Uh, just uh, going to be with, you know, family. Okay. Here? Yeah. Uh, no, uh-uh. Okay, no. Go, traveling. All right, yeah, yeah we're going up north. We're going to Bemidji, and, uh, which means I have to bring nothing except uh, a one-and-a-half-year-old. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. No one asked you to bring a salad? No. <laughs> Thank God, because... Oh. Brent and I were like, Thank, salad is kind of unnecessary on Thanksgiving. Completely. Yeah. But if someone does assign you salad, do you think that that's a sign that they don't really like you? Very much that they would give you that dish. I'm a little worried because I do have an arugula salad that my sister just keeps giving me as my task every oh, time. Okay. So, like, should I be... Cons- she is my closest, probably, person Ma- in my does life. She, does it all get eaten? Yeah, she's a big... Arugula is, like, her favorite thing. So, I feel How like... How can arugula... Is she a rabbit? I do love an arugula salad also. It's like a lemony arugula salad. Okay. It's simple, but I... think I, since it's your sister... We're good. I don't have to worry. I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay, cool. I will. I'll keep that relationship when for now. Julia assigned me a Thanksgiving salad. You it felt, it felt <laughs> punitive. I used to be rolls. Um, yes. Yes. And then I got promoted. Yeah. To salad. So before that, I was bubble water because you know, like me and you know, me and my husband don't drink. So like, we were always in charge of like whatever the non-alcoholic right. drink was. Right. And that felt like a cop out. Rolls felt like at least. There was some responsibility around it. Yes, because, you you know, and it, like a good host or yeah. hostess will say, like um, my stepmother always says for Easter, it's got to be the Hawaiian rolls. Which is literally, you can pay a bunch of money, but at the end of the day, everyone just wants those Hawaiian rolls. Oh. Basically, more for, because my dad loved to have a ham sandwich on one oh, of those things. Yeah. They really are. But otherwise, you know, like someone, they'll they'll give you instructions. Yeah. And I think knowing where you're at, like, I don't want to pretend to bring up something that we're going to like driving four hours up north means I'm not bringing anything. No, you're not. I'm not even bringing milk. So please have milk for go go. That's it. We're just showing up. And that's that's all I can ask. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, and I think uh, Thanksgiving is one of those holidays that you just have to remember that 
low expectations. Just go in it. Oh, it's such a, and, and don't forget, I mean, we're going to go into it into some detail tomorrow, but I sent my, um, my bonus daughter a note this morning to please DVR the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade on yeah. NBC on Thursday because one of the entertainers on a float is Cher. Yeah, we're going to need to see that. Yeah. We're going to... I wonder, so GoGo doesn't do too much TV, but I feel like that's a good starter. Yes. Excellent. With the floats, Al Roker is back. Mm -hmm. He he had the last couple years off because of illness. So he's back. You've got Garfield and Hello Kitty and... Right lately, Big it's pretty. Turkeys. It's been pretty bleak. She found this uh, lid to a puzzle, like a, a the top to a puzzle. That's like a picture of a bunch of different Disney shows, mm-hmm. and she just carries that around. Ooh, isn't that fun? Isn't that? It's like okay. This Don't is, bother with toys. No, she just needs to carry that around. She likes to hold it in her car seat as if she's. I go. I think it's time to start introducing her to screens. Because whatever this is, is bleak. Yeah. Like her walking around <laughs> right. with the cover to the puzzle of oh, like no. Pixar characters. I go. Okay, I think it. I think it's time. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it all. Uh, and then, uh, Grant, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? Heading to both of Lily's sides of the family. We've got a little split family action going oh. on. So we'll be going across town. It's going to be a little bit of traveling. I'm not going to be able to see my family, unfortunately. I love you all. I wish I could be there. But uh, we've got uh, a 93-year-old grandmother on Lily's side that takes, you know, she gets priority. We've got to hang out with her, you know. Oh, Wait, yeah. so are you doing two Thanksgivings? Yeah, we're going oh. We're doing a noon Thanksgiving with her dad's side, and then we're going over to the mom's side uh, at, later in the afternoon. So that's, that's hard. Double duty's tough. But, hey, you know what? It's, uh, it's food, football, and family. I'm not going to complain. I really am not. That, that going to two different places in one day is a lot. It gets a lot when you have kids too like that's that's a rough one we've but. agreed that when kids come into the situation we're not going to be running all over town right no. now we're lucky you enough. say that now i know you say that now <laughs> let me tell you you'll you'll happily pack up and go somewhere if you don't have to host it at your house i am uh i i've said many a things that i've had to eat eat my precious words uh now we go to wilston all the time to go see my great my yeah, grandma you have your Oh, yeah. yeah. What is your grandma doing? She's good. I just called her the other day because I want we FaceTimed her because Gogo is really good at doing her Santa ho, ho, ho kind of yeah. thing. And so uh-huh. grandma, my grandma saw that and it's so, she's so sweet because she'll go, Brittany, whose baby is that? I'm like, <laughs> isn't it crazy, grandma? It's mine. But I think she literally, you know, sometimes wonders, sometimes wonders yeah. whose it is. Who is that darling but, little... But yeah, yeah, she's she's doing great, and well, I think we're gonna go see her right after Christmas. There's, I think, some families going there for Christmas and Thanksgiving. So, um, you know, she's a popular lady. So yeah. you, you have to like schedule in your time, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we're uh, uh, gonna schedule some time because um, Julia has a little bit of ADD, ADD, yeah. shall we say, for the rom com of the year. Yeah. Which uh, Grant and I have decided that we just are going with TNT. Love it. I love Travis and, Somebody... and it, It's too hard to remember. And I like TNT. T. Michael Rambo was here the day that the rom com news broke about these two. And he's like, TNT. And I'm like, that is the name for these two. So we're going to have TNT because Travis Kelsey yesterday. And I wonder if they tried to. Taylor's people wondered about the timing of it, but the Wall Street Journal, their December issue yesterday is like the last possible date you could have put it out. Yeah. With Thanksgiving being here, but they did an unbelievable profile. And Jay Moinger, who wrote 
co-wrote with Prince Harry Spare, helped Andre Agassi do Open, which is considered one of the best sports memoirs ever written, and wrote his own memoir, The Tender Bar, which was made into a movie. He he does the interview with Travis. And he's just an incredible writer who gets great detail, which really makes for a whole good interview. So... We got to talk about that, Brittany. We got, it's like when the when Julia's away, yeah, the, the Lori and Brittany will play. That's right. That's all We're going to talk say. about TNT. All right, we'll be right back. Lori and Julia here with Ann Tressler of Tressler Law, dishing about divorce. Ann, do you need a reason to file for a divorce? In the state of Minnesota, you don't need a reason. Minnesota is referred to as a no-fault divorce state. So again, real simple, you don't need a reason. There's language we have in our state statute that says an irretrievable breakdown of the marriage relationship. We simply put that in your initial paperwork. So back in the day, people had to have a reason, and the judge would decide whether or not they would grant the divorce, so whether it was abandonment or adultery or something like that, those things don't matter anymore. But what about cheating? You know, the reality is the courts don't care. It doesn't matter. It has no bearing under our laws. And in fact, sometimes people think they're going to get something out of it because the other side cheated, and that's just not the case. Not having to deal with this in an already very difficult divorce process actually makes the whole thing much easier and a little more streamlined. For a free one-hour divorce consultation, go to TresslerLaw.com or use my talk keyword divorce. Um, perfect song. Uh, Brittany, what makes you just love that song? Oh, okay. There's nothing cuter in the concert is when she has these big old go-go boots on that are all bedazzled. Well, the one she, she broke a heel last the night. The one like Barbie. she broke a heel with. Louboutin. And he's, you know, she has her guitar and she does this like scrunch down move where she gets really low. And it's just like so smooth and beautiful. And she goes, lover. And was that... What boyfriend was that? That was about? Uh, Joe Alwyn. Okay. So it's funny when she performed for uh, when Travis Kelsey was in Brazil. It's funny. There's so many clips of people posting of her going, I think somebody's over this song. And she was performing it and kind of had this like eye roll moment. And we're like, I'm dying because she has the international tour eventually going to London. Right. And we're like, I what kind of face is she going to have when she has to perform? any of this in London, like London boy was right. But it's all right. She wrote it. It's a great song. It's a great song and it translates fine. And like, you know, I think it's funny. There's uh, so many instances where people have to sing something where it doesn't apply to what it did. And you have to just translate it to something else. Yeah. Something else. Well, last night, um, uh, Taylor made up a show that she canceled in Rio. Yeah. Um, and so she wasn't at the Eagles Chiefs game. And when Travis Kelsey came out of the field, there was a fan in the stands. We posted it. It just said, Karma, the guy on the Chiefs. And he just like did a, I see you in a point, just looking so cute. So we posted that. Um, but the Wall Street Journal story dropped and it's the current issue and the interview is honestly so good but the wall street journal you know if you don't if you've reached your limit of articles and anyway i i i have a a subscription uh, so i was able to read it at home last night it is it's very thoughtful it's not too football heavy it's not entirely about taylor it just kind of hit the sweet spot of an interview and i do think it's because of um 
you know, Jay Moringer, the guy who did the the profile, he's just he is he's so so he he he's done a lot of writing about fame and sport, like the Andre Agassi honestly open. That memoir is fantastic. He's, and it's considered one of the best sports memoirs ever written. Dang. And Prince Harry Spare was done with uh Jay uh Moringer. So he has he knows how to write how things get, you know, between fame and sport. And Travis is an interesting subject because if Taylor gives the glow to his celebrity, it's Trav- it's JR's words that really um, fill in the space. Like some of the descriptions were um, very hilarious. Like he said, um, at one point he writes that Travis paws his eyes with his giant hands, you know, and just that <laughs> visual, you know, just kind of makes you laugh. And, um, and and so if you don't get to read the whole thing, you kind of miss all these little delightful ways that Jay tells the story. But here are some of the takeaways from that story. Travis Kelsey is better at being a big name celebrity in the infancy of his big name celebrity than many, if most not big name celebrities. He was so at ease about everything that Jay Asked him, like, all of his responses were right. When he talks about tr- Taylor and then he reveals more than he really has to, it was done in a way so that you didn't feel like he was self-serving. Yeah. You know, and then also he doesn't act like he wants the attention, but he also doesn't cro- come across like, you know, it's becoming too much for him or anything. Mm-hmm. He just plays it. He doesn't share too much. It, it, there's some mystery. It's just something you can't teach somebody that. Yeah. And he just ha- has it. He gets it. He was made to be the boyfriend of Taylor Swift. This guy is, he's like <laughs> straight out of a damn rom-com. I think she manifests him just like I manifest my cat. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's like right out of a romance novel. And, you know, uh, Julia had asked me, uh, do I think it's, you know, him telling too much? And I don't. I think he does a really good job of giving us a little detail of behind the scenes, but nothing that would be offensive or intrusive. Yeah. And I think that it is, like you said, it comes from a a deep place of not wanting to, there's a small, Taylor and celebrities, and and we know this because we talk about them all the time, they they only have a little bit of themselves that are only themselves. And I, I think we don't get an insight into that purposely because he's very aware of what is an actual, like, I don't want to say secret because it makes sounds like it's a bad thing, but what's actually should be held to himself, what she's still holding on to, you know, there's still things that like, we don't know about behind the scenes, but we're filled in enough that we have a view. Yes. And he really, you really, he's a sweet jock with the heart of gold. I I mean, I'm telling you, it's right out of a rom-com. Right. So he's very good at, at doing this and he's ready um, for this kind of attention because let's face it, Taylor's, not going to be able to fall in love with someone who's more famous than her because there isn't anybody more famous than her. Yeah, correct. there isn't another per, you know, like a, a guy. You try and think of somebody she's already dated, you know, a Harry a Harry Styles, you know, so she's already done this. So anybody she ever dates is going to be a supporting character, and he already knows what that's like being 
a tight end to a backup. You know, yeah. like that's never the star position for a football team. You know, Mahomes put him in a good position. It was like he was training with Mahomes to be the side piece to Taylor Swift. Yeah, I mean, he's a football yeah. player who grew up in middle America and went from high school football to, you know, the university and then to the pros. And a good story about his university times, which really humbled him. He was actually kicked off his college football team and he was on the same team as his brother, Jason, but his freshman year, he was kicked off the team for goofing off and not really applying himself, taking it seriously. So the coach eventually said, Hey, you go back, you do one year, you get on the honor roll and I'll let you walk back on the team. So he stepped away for a year, got on the honor roll, and then got back on the team and has never looked back ever since. And he talks about how his brother Jason was there for him in that time yes. and like picked him up when he needed him the most. And Travis always gets tearful when he talks yeah, about yeah, that. And that yeah. Well, he didn't go from zero to 100 on the fame scale. Exactly. So, no, you no. know, high school football, university, the pros, then he had his reality show. Yep. Which <laughs> was <laughs> reality terrible. Show. I have seen clips. Yeah. It is. I kind of want to see the whole thing. It is so bad. But I think we all... I mean, at that time, a lot of people were throwing their rings and, you know, throwing their hats in the rings, trying to fall into that fame. And he all he kind of went like the how you do the fame game, like kindergarten, elementary school, totally. junior yeah. high school, yeah. high school. Now yeah. he's on the graduate <laughs> program <laughs> with yeah. uh, now yeah. he's in the biggest league of them, league of them all. Yes. And this in the interview, J.R. Moringer does uh, like all the mistakes. He lays out all the mistakes. Travis talks about all the mistakes he made as a young man. And around his potential to the way his non-football career has been managed because he talks about, I keep an eye on when I'm not going to be playing football anymore. So they talked about that. So there was already an infrastructure in place around Travis. In fact, there's even talk of him being in a Marvel movie. Dang. That and Taylor, potentially. Right. The rumor of Taylor coming in. Deadpool? Deadpool 3, yeah. There's, uh, because of her being in the stands with, you know, uh, Ryan Reynolds Reynolds and Hugh Jackman, they're in the movie together. The director of Deadpool 3 was also in that suite. And there is a Marvel character who by night is a superhero and by day is a pop star. So there you go. And, you know, he even says to J.R. Morgan, the NFL is just my side hustle. (laughs) that's true and i love that because i mean there's things he says and things he does where i go he gets bigger perspective and he he said something the other day about he was like they were saying how do you handle all that fame when you're out with her and he goes i just look at her and i go listen if she can handle this why why wouldn't i at least for the small amounts i've had it like isn't that so great it's so great well the last uh takeaway from this wall street journal article on travis kelsey is uh the there's two more things about him that really opens up it hits the rom-com g-spot for us is why it makes this this romance so impossibly irresistible (laughs) love it can't wait to hear more about it Hey everybody, it's Lori here for Hammernecks Interior Solution. And right now, the Clear the Warehouse sale is happening at their St. Paul and New Hope Flooring Superstore. Um, the sale isn't at the Hudson location because that store is brand new and they don't have any clearance type of inventory. Same for Rochester, but with the St. Paul and New Hope store, almost half of their hard surface inventory is up to 80% off. Many of them are priced at just a dollar per square foot. So if you are, 
you know, doing a, something in a commercial building or a home and you just need to do things on a really good budget, this is the sale you're going to want to hit. Look for the yellow tags. Their on-site designers can help you get the right product. Perfect time to get it. We'll be at the Hammernecks in a couple of weeks for a Santa stop in the Hudson store. And you can learn more by visiting hammernicks.com. Remember, you're shopping and supporting a local business. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. We're just talking about the amazing uh, article in the Wall Street Journal um, with Travis Kelsey on the cover. And he even admits to J.R. I know I wouldn't be on the cover of this if not for all this other stuff that's going on. And so Travis knows his role. We've seen it in the weeks that he and... Taylor have been together. He's content to be on the sideline when it's her time. And he's under no illusions about anything that he's a big deal. It's he's a big deal because of her. And he knows that. And he's just like, yeah, but we haven't ever heard it from him until now. In this new interview, he spells it out and sings it out. He is out there dropping song lyrics, gushing, and I mean gushing about her songwriting talent. He is her biggest fanboy, and the reason that's making our rom-com G-spot, you know, (laughs) explode is because her mind, her words, and that is what Taylor is the most proud of, and it's the most critical to her identity, and he gushes about she's a genius at writing songs, and then he sings for J.R., quotes lyrics and um so the fact that he's praising her as a storyteller and a songwriter and able to quote lyrics yeah it's he's everything studying her x's and o's like it's a football field i know i, I agree no i'm telling you and then the uh, okay then how he met taylor yeah it all this is what he what jr writes it all started when Travis tried to meet Swift at her Arrowhead concert in July and got blocked, presumably by security. He then recounted the experience in a charming way on the podcast he does with his brother. Soon after, he received an unbidden assist from inside Team Swift. There were definitely definitely people she knew that knew who I was in her corner who said, Yo, did you know he was coming? I had somebody playing Cupid. He wasn't aware at the time, however. The revelation only came later after he looked down at his phone and got the shock of a lifetime. She told me exactly what was going on and how I got lucky enough to even get her to reach out to him. Oh. <laughs> he wow, let, I love this. He love let it. slip that some of his early helpers were part of the Swift family tree. She'll probably hate me for saying this, but when she came to Arrowhead, they give her the big locker room as a dressing room, and her little cousins were taking pictures in front of my locker. Oh, it's so cute. And that's the last thing, uh, takeaway, is that Travis is corny as hell. Yeah. And so is Taylor Swift. Of course she is. But she has had to pretend not to be corny with other guys that she's dated. And, like, when he's telling the story about he's got this loud-ass Rolls Royce that he drives around casually in Kansas City that has a light-up roof like a galaxy. Mm -hmm. Like, it's his own planetarium. And I'm just thinking about Taylor getting in that car. How obnoxious. Looking up at a planetarium and how much she would love that. I know. And, like, she, the thing is, she's been with so many guys who that's not cool to be loud. It's not cool to be, to be it's, corny. It's not cool to be corny. And like, she is so corny. She loves the number 13. We all know how she is about her cats. Like, we all know she loves that stuff. 
And so I think the moment that I just loved is like her feeling free to run up to her guy and give him that kiss. And that you, you're right. Yeah. Like there's he a, flies his corn flag high in the sky, and so does she. And she doesn't have to be embarrassed about it. And How she, great! It's so good. She never has to try to be cool around him, which has got to be just no. Because look at his outfits. Yeah. He is a exactly. corny ball McGee. Yes. He's like this sports guy wearing these insane. I don't and and he taps I think into his inner nerd slash fashion expert at the same time with his very outfit. much so. absolutely. Yeah. And I think something I just well again you know me with kids I love kids and the fact that his nieces just love Adore. Uncle Travi oh. is just there says so much about him. And well, here's what he says about uh, he doesn't need to even be asked about Taylor. He mentions her unreservedly lavishing praise on her, calling her hilarious, a genius, and note that they share compatible worldviews, especially when it comes to family and work. He told Jr. Everyone knows I'm a family guy. Her team is her family. Her family does a lot of stuff in terms of the tour, the marketing being around. So she has all those values as well, which is right up my alley. Love it. You know they're talking about getting married. I know. They need I want Taylor to have a kid so bad. And again, oh. selfishly, because I have a kid and I want her to write right. music about having a kid. I want us to go through that together. So yeah. like I don't know who I want to her. I don't want. I don't know who I want to get knocked up more, her or me. Yeah. Either way. <laughs> yeah. Right. You're for it. I'm for it. I love it. I think it's super fun. I think it's, you know, we talk about the differences with Joe, Joe Alwyn. They spent the quarantine and before that, kind of hiding their relationship, and now she. And I think she, that was him. I know. Yeah, Why I, I think would so. You hide that, though? but I think because he wasn't comfortable in all the ways that Travis Kelsey is comfortable. Yeah, he, he was maybe she thinking, was "I'm going to maybe get more roles. Yeah. People are going to know who yeah. I am." And and okay, so a part of me, I, I would say ninety percent is him. I also think she's been burned in the past by showcasing her relationship. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think there was a part of her that was like, "Okay, like." Let's do this quietly to see what happens in this. And it, it lasted a long time. Her relationship was a long, it, it, it was successful in a lot of ways. Um, Six years is too long to date somebody in your late 20s. Exactly. And it really that's, is. it really is. It when really you start, is. I mean, I can't even imagine yeah. like at that point, because no. you kind of start having, especially if you want to grow a family. I mean, right. you start doing that ticking time bomb in your own body. Um, well, yeah. yeah. And so I think that like, what, he is offering for her is like, let's just live our lives Mm -hmm. and let the world say what they're going to say because they're going to anyways. And she has had that revelation. You know, that's when reputation came out where she goes, you know what? You want me to be the one who dates a bunch of people. You want me to whatever. Mm -hmm. Fine. So like she's gone full circle and it's just, it's probably really just such a relief to meet somebody who also seems to have said, I don't care what they say. You want to come to the games? Cool. Either you're going to get backlash because everyone's going to be, oh, you're, you're, we're talking about whatever. You still want to come to my games? Cool. Yeah. I'm going to come to your concert? Cool. Like yeah. Because we have to do, we have to live, we have to live our well, lives. Well, they're acting like grown-ups. Yeah. There's no uh, other agenda there. And Travis's mom, Donna, yeah. who, man, she's getting side hustles right and left. She's I got know. her own Domino's Pizza Pack. Mm-hmm. I know. And working at Kane, she was uh, at the front desk of Kane's Chicken, yeah. uh, where a little girl asked her what her favorite Taylor Swift song is. Yeah. She said, shake it off. It's so good. Well, you know, he, I mean, really, Travis, when you get done reading this, you're like, this guy's right out of a romance novel. It's the yeah. only explanation. He's so great. But 
uh, Donna was asked by uh, the Wall Street Journal uh, magazine reporter J.R. Moringer about, did you feel any regret for, remember when she was on the Today Show and mm-hmm. she was kind of like... Cool about it. She was played, I mean, she was definitely like cold on the subject. She was unenthusiastic yeah. and said it was okay. And... um Anyway, she told JR, she said, Travis called me as soon as the interview was over. He knew that she would be thinking, oh, no, why did she just say okay? And yeah. it was just because she was nervous about yeah. oversharing. I, I mean, could you imagine, like, how nerve-wracking that would yeah. be, especially at the beginning when they literally, Jason and Travis, they had been dating, or uh, Jason and Travis literally weren't even talking about it on the podcast. It was like a four-letter word. When Jason came out with that one interview, it was like, I don't know if he's, you know, I, I don't want to talk on this. Yeah. When Jason was said that, it wasn't like not a no. Said I want to keep my private life private. Is yeah, that- but well, no, but Jason, when well, Jason oh, yeah, commented right, on it, right, remember, yeah, we were, it yeah, was like yeah. so coded and then yeah. there was so much backlash on that. It's like once you've experienced that and you don't want to ruin something for your son, I understand why she was the way she was. Well, yeah. here's what she told the Wall Street Journal. She goes, I can tell you this. He's happier than I've seen him oh. in a long time. God bless him. He shot for the stars. <laughs> oh, that's what a mom would say. So she's just kind of gone full circle yeah. on, on that one. So that's like the parental mm-hmm. B-plot of this whole rom-com. Yeah. Listen, there's nothing better than seeing people you love happy. And I hope I hope that they, you know, it makes me happy to see... Travis with her dad and he looks happy. And then when, you know, Mama Kelsey looks, it's like there's nothing but my parent wants more than to see them in a successful, just happy. Let's keep going on the rom-com though. Instead of um, that way, let's go to plot C, which is the sports angle. Yeah. She wasn't at the game last night Mm -hmm. and the Chiefs did lose. (gasps) Yeah. And Travis had a great interception and a great fumble. Yeah. He had a touchdown. Uh, Yeah. That's what I mean. He had one fumble. He had one bad fumble. And one touchdown. Yeah. yeah. But it's like that's point. The plot C is like what happens to the football hero when the girl well, there was there. that stat, too, that he was averaging 94 yards yes. a game when she was in attendance and 47 when she wasn't in attendance. What was that saying? Uh, last night, I don't know how many okay. he had, but he was he wasn't in his best his best game. But what I did find really it, I've been watching this Jason and Travis podcast a lot lately because oh, I love this rom-com. And I love when Jason just tries to kind of get him to talk about it. But he was talking about and Brittany, you probably saw this when he was talking about being in Argentina and like yeah. being in the stadium. He's like, oh, this girl. It, it, it's like, you know, he was able to kind of say, like, I know how that feels to be in a sold out stadium, to have everybody cheering on you. And he goes and to see her up there in her element, kicking butt like she does in front of a sold out crowd in this massive stadium. It was like he was kind of like he's fanboying. Fan he's it. a fanboy. Awesome. He's awesome. not even apologetic or feel. No, doesn't and act awkward about it. He's an unapologetic fanboy of yeah. Taylor Swift. As yeah. we all should be. Yeah. Yes, we all should be. <laughs> It's so, it's, yeah, it really... I love that we all love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is like he materialized, their relationship materialized out of a romance novel. It's we just, manifested we this. We did, we did. It's just been the the best gossip oh, it's of so the year, good. without a doubt. I mean, I could, I, I'm in love. I'm in love with the love story. I love it. Wonder if we'll be invited to the wedding. I'm assuming we will be. I'm 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 buying clothes like I am gonna be invited. 
Oh, all right. Listen, yesterday we just talked about the possibility of this happening. Today we woke up to the news that is happening. Big time. And it's brought to us by AARP. Yeah. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Lori here for Learning RX. And again, on the cusp of just having ended with the parent-teacher conferences, we've got a testimonial um from Learning RX about Amalia. She came, Amalia, she came to Learning RX. She had significant struggles with reading and she had difficulty sounding out words and was just not a fluent reader. So, on top of that, because she was that kind of a reader, she disliked reading. Her parents received her MAP scores at conferences and were thrilled to see her standardized testing score in reading jump from the third percent to the 80th percentile and that's just in the span of six months at learning rx and there's a lot of parents like they do not know about some of these uh issues until they have a conference and or there becomes a grade where there's a lot of homework call learning rx 952-949-6900 mention Lori and julia Stones, Roger Friedman from Showbiz 411 reported that the Stones would be announcing a tour for Hackney. Diamonds actually told us this a couple weeks ago, and sure enough, this morning we wake up to the news. AARP sponsoring the Hackney (laughs) Diamond Tour, the Rolling Stones, and they're not coming to U.S. Bank. There's like um, uh, maybe 16 cities. It's next April through mid-July. I don't know if it's going to end up at the Sphere next fall. Oh, yeah. But the show I have my eye on is Thursday, May 2nd at Jazz Fest, which the Rolling Stones have never played Jazz Fest. And they were going to play. I was going to the Jazz Fest, but that was the year that Mick Jagger had like a heart thing. And then it was oh, yeah. 2020. It was May of 2020 and everything was canceled. Well, I got your back. I'll cover for you here. Okay. Well, you have to go to the rollingstones.com if you want to, you know, get your pre-sale code because you're going to want to try and get your own actual ticket because the scalping on these are tickets are going to be insane. Yeah. All right. Do we have our, yes. our, our musical Rolling Stone Cat Perkins on the line? Hi, you guys. How are you? Good. How are you? It's almost Thanksgiving. This is wild. Well, this is usually when we do talk to you is right around because you've got to have some Christmas shows coming up. Yes, I'm so excited. I'm actually at rehearsal right now. We start our Christmas tour this year on Friday. This is our ninth year of oh doing gosh. this Christmas tour. I can't even believe it. And it's so good. Your show is so good. You change it. You've got such great musicians. So where where are you going to be? Where are you going to be this Friday? Yeah, so Friday, for the first time in history, we are starting the tour uh, in Minneapolis. So we're going to be at Crooners on Friday for an 8 o'clock show. Nice. Yes, and um, yeah, we do change it every year. Thanks for bringing that up. Yes. A lot of people are like, you know, did you change it? We use like a, the same formula, but we're doing so many fun things this year. I'm actually going to attempt to yodel. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> what song has yodeling in it? Well, we had to kind of write one. Okay, so. I love that. There, you know, like the premise of that Santa no longer says ho, ho, ho. He says yodelay he who. Yeah. Oh, love it. Love <laughs> it. Love it. So, Cap, where do we get tickets for the? Do we go to Cap Perkins? You want us to go to the yes. venue site? 
it's easier to just go to catperkins.com. That way you can see all the dates, too, in case something else works out better for you. And we've linked everything up on catperkins.com. And I will... And, but, yes, it's... I'll yeah. link that up, too, to the show page here. So if listeners want to check it out after this interview, they can check out your website through the Lori and Julia show page as well. I very, I very selfishly do not want to say this, but because I want to support you, Kat, I have to say <laughs> that you are doing a run at Chanhassen Dinner Theater mm-hmm. from the 15th to the 17th. And yes. including a 1 p.m. showing. That's right. Which is yes. so my jam. I'm mm-hmm. like... I need, I'm, this is where Julie I'm going. Julie and I have gone to that one o'clock thing and we all needed drivers because we had so <laughs> much fun doing, you know, I mean, the show. I'll soup some, you up. Yeah, I live so close. Go. Next time you guys, I got a, I got a bedroom with your guys' name on it. Right. I live a foot from I there. Love do, I love doing the early shows, especially, yeah, I mean, you know, because I, I want to move on with my day, but for people with kids, yes. it's yes. So great to do a matinee show and like get in the spirit in the afternoon. Like it, I absolutely love it. So I'm, I love that they let us do that there. We have like 20 dates this year, so it's it's going to be a long haul here. But it's my favorite. I was born for Christmas. I've got my Christmas dress. Actually, I'm dressing up as a candy cane this year. Oh, I love and I made, it. I made a lot of the costumes this oh. year, and I've got two other girls in the show. So we have so much fun. Oh my gosh, I love it. The whole idea of dressing like a candy cane just thrills me. <laughs> Yes. yes. I made the most exciting Christmas crowns. Lori, you would be so proud of me. Oh. Me and my my bestie, Shelly, who is also my merch lady, we were crafty like that. Mm-hmm. And we spent the last few nights turning visors upside down and putting all of this Christmas and candy cane goodness on these. Oh. We, made, we call them Christmas crowns. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I love it. I love it. And, yeah, you really are doing a lot of... A lot of shows. You're like, uh, you're rocking along on this holiday tour. We are. We're going over to North Dakota and over to Wisconsin. And then we're going to end back here in Minnesota. Obviously, that's that's what we do every year. But there's so many dates to choose from. And and, most of them sell out. So we're, you know, trying to get the word out about crooners because we've never tried that on Black Friday. Right. And a lot of people just aren't thinking about Christmas yet or, like, going to a Christmas show. So... Um, well, we, you know we really what? hope that we have a good turnout. I always think that um, the Friday and Saturday night uh, after Thanksgiving is over are two great nights to go out. There's a lot of oh, people out yes. and about. There's people in town. I mean, you've got new groups of people you can go out with. So I always... I always like yeah. the idea of doing uh, going to hear music that, th- that uh, Friday or Saturday. I love the idea, too, especially because if you have family in town, then mm-hmm. you can show them yes. beautiful new venues like like crooners. I mean, if you've ever been to crooners, it's a supper club, yes. and they it is just such a cool environment. They have, like, four stages in there, and it's you can eat and see a show, and it's always amazing, like, musicians in that place. Yeah. I'm trying to think, um, what did Crooners, what was the name of the bar that Crooners was before it was cr- Old Shorewood Inn? Oh, wow. Yes, it was called the Old you. Shorewood Inn. And I am telling you, because of where it's situated in Friendly Fridley, it was um, similar to a lounge in Duluth. We used to call the Gomez Lounge for the proliferation of men with mustaches in there. <laughs> 
god. You know, it just had that old, it's got that club and when it was the Shorewood Inn. And so I always thought that was such a great place with the potential that wasn't unlocked until, you know, I can't think of what her name it's is, so who true. owns Crooners. Like she Mary had a, Key. Yes. Yeah. She had such a great idea for this place. She did. And thank you for saying that because I have tried to pull that out of my brain because we used to play at the old yes. Shorewood Inn yes. as like an acoustic band. Yeah. Right. I it, could not remember that. Yes, I could not remember the Shorewood Inn. And it was kind of like um, I had a certain group of people I knew who wanted to meet people of a certain age and they lived in that area. And I'd say, you need to go to the Shorewood. And it's so fun, and it's close to the city, so you're not, like, driving way out to the right. suburbs. And, yeah. And it's, it's on a lake and beautiful. Yeah, really I is. Yeah, I always forget, because when it's Fridley, you kind of think, oh, my God, it's in Fridley. But it's so close, because yeah, it's right off the highway. Yeah, and yeah I, lo- I love that area. Well, Kat, uh, good to hear your voice. We're going to be out at Chan uh, a week you from too. Tuesday, a week from today yeah. for our Santa stop, so... If you're in the area, drop on by. But I know you've got four shows I at the will. chat. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna come out there and see you guys because I miss you so much. Okay, it's been wonderful. A crazy year. All right. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. You bye, can uh, check out the links Graham posted. Bye guys. Thank you. Bye. Catperkins.com. If you're able to go to any of her four shows at the Chan or this Friday night, you're looking to some for something fun to do crooner supper club eight o'clock show she's so cool like there's a rock star that calls in here (laughs) right what the actual heck sometimes i know she's so cool did we tell you the rolling stones have announced the hackney (laughs) diamonds who are sponsored by aarp congratulations aarp good get the hottest ticket of 2023 you're lucky arp